Hey guys, welcome back to Bible Q&A. Today we're discussing, is your relationship on the ropes? In the past 100 years, building a successful and long-lasting relationship seems to have gotten more challenging. In the United States, the average length of a first marriage has fallen to 8 years, according to Wilkinson and Fink Bernier family law attorneys. This is indeed a problem, but the question is, why is it happening? What way can we set up our relationship so that it will withstand most challenges and remain intact? We will use Bible stories and statements of the Holy Prophets to discover God's templates for a successful relationship. You see, the idea of relationships did not actually begin in this world. Prior to the institution of marriage in Genesis chapter 2 verses 23 to 24, there were other relationships that existed, such as the relationship between God and His Son, Jesus Christ, as suggested by King Solomon in Proverbs chapter 8 verses 22 to 26, and the relationship between God and man, according to Isaiah chapter 43 verse 21. Such relationships are key to understanding the way God conceived relationships at the beginning, and they will allow us to use the transcending nature of relationships to get a sense of how our relationships on earth should be. Prior to the institution of marriage in Genesis chapter 2 verses 23 to 24, a bond between God and man had already been established. To form the foundation of that relationship, God set up a basic guideline in Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 to 17 that would allow himself and his creatures to be on the same page. While they abode by that guideline, their relationship was sweet. However, the time came when a third party, who was not part of that relationship, put his own thoughts on the table, contrary to God's. Eve and her husband Adam were to make a decision to keep the bond they had with God by following the established guideline or to try this new idea that just came up. We, of course, know what choice they made. That choice to disobey God cut their bond because they were no more in agreement as to who should be followed. And for a relationship to work out, agreement is key. As Amos the prophet said, Can two walk together except they be agreed? Amos chapter 3 verse 3 If there is no agreement, then both sides will seek to dominate the relationship, and the end might not be good. The relationship God had with Israel is also something we should look at. In fact, it's a prime example because God Almighty considered the nation of Israel to be his wife in many verses, such as Isaiah chapter 54 verse 6, Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 2 to 3, Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 8 to 63, etc. While he was the husband, according to Isaiah chapter 54 verse 5, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 20, and Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 32. And with this as well, we will be able to understand how God designed the relationship called marriage between a man and a woman. The relationship God had with Israel was based on the willingness of the Israelites to follow basic principles concerning holiness, justice, and related spiritual matters, so that they could walk together according to Leviticus chapter 26 verses 3 to 13. When they were willing to keep to the guidelines, like in Joshua chapter 24 verse 31, the relationship between themselves and God was sweet, but it started to crumble as they took interest in what Gentile nations, who were not part of their relationship with God, were doing. Their agreement of thoughts and ideas which initially allowed their relationship to flow smoothly, broke down. God began to impose his rules on them, 
and threatened them when they refused to obey. It eventually led to punishment, and he gave Israel a bill of divorce, as stated in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 8. This happens in real life too, when marriages break down because of lack of agreement and leadership. People go their separate ways and become completely disconnected. What we should notice about this relationship, which can aid us in building our own successful relationship, is that there has to be a captain agreed to be so by both sides. The followers should desire to be led by the captain so that the captain can care for and lead the follower without it seeming like imposition. Look at the relationship God had with Abraham. Abraham accepted God Almighty as his captain in Genesis chapter 12. He didn't feel like God was imposing on him. That was why the relationship went smoothly. Therefore, the Bible seems to suggest that a good foundation for a marriage is for both parties to desire salvation and to please God. If that's the case, then they will naturally take their places in the marriage, with one heading the other, not because one enforced it, but because both desire their own salvation and are interested in working it out by following God's guidelines, as Paul advised in Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. So what's the template that the Bible suggests for a good relationship? The Bible seems to have a unique view on marriage, that when a man and a woman come together, the man is responsible for the direction of the marriage in the fear of God, and the children that are its byproducts, as Paul said when referencing the hierarchy of obedience in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Wives were given the advice to follow the guidelines of their husbands in Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 to 24. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. There is glory in being a follower, just as the apostles were proud of being servants of Christ in Romans chapter 1 verse 16. So as Christians, when we're dating someone, for example, we should try to have such discussions and think about such things to build a solid foundation for a good marriage. Provided that we, and the person we're married to, have a common goal of salvation, decisions as to who the captain should be and how the marriage should go can all be figured out by following the Bible's template for relationships. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, Apostle Peter gave a piece of advice to husbands about the way they should treat their wives because marriage is an important way for both the man and the wife to seek the blessings of God by abiding by certain basic principles concerning submission and leadership. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. But what should we do when we encounter challenges in our marriage? What we should remember is that challenges are not meant as signals that we've married the wrong person. They are ways of growing the marriage and further developing our relationship with our spouse by actively seeking ways to resolve the problem. It's not different from our relationship with God, actually. There will be challenges, such as persecution and temptation, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. 
but we can use them to strengthen our faith and relationship with God by refusing to back down or yield to Satan's efforts. As Apostle James said, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. When God Almighty as a husband was facing problems with his wife Israel, he didn't abandon them. Rather, he tried to resolve the problem. Through prophets and other measures talked about in Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 25, but because some of them didn't recognize God as the captain, the relationship couldn't hold against lusts and other things. But in the worst case scenario, if our partner is determined to leave the marriage, there is little gain in trying to prevent them from leaving. Leaving a marriage is a decision that the other member of the relationship would have thought over many times before deciding. So if our partner has decided with time that they have lost interest in the marriage, there's little we can do. Imposing our wishes on the other person does not help, and the Bible does not advise that either. Remember when Christ preached a sermon, and some of his disciples became to leave. He didn't try to keep them. He let them go, according to John to the 6, verse 66. He didn't see the benefit of keeping people who didn't believe in his message, as they would become a drag to his mission. What we should do is pray for them. Prayers are good in such cases, because God Almighty can do wonders sometimes. As Job said in Job chapter 9 verse 2 and 10, I know it is so of a truth, but how should man be just with God? Which doeth great things past finding out, yea, and wonders without number? He can change the heart of that person who wants to leave the marriage, so that they will want to stay and do the right thing with you. As King Solomon said, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever he will. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 1 Finally, if we decide that the Bible's template for relationships is not for us, and we don't see ourselves living accordingly, then we're better off not getting married. Marriage is not compulsory, but it can contribute significantly to our race of salvation if done right. So if we, for whatever reason, are not able to follow that template, we can avoid crisis and potentially violating God's laws by remaining unmarried and asking God for guidance as we tread that path in faith and in righteousness. In summary, if we desire to build a successful relationship and at the same time we are interested in salvation, the Bible's position is that God's templates regarding relationships should be adopted so that things can work out in the transcendental nature that God has set for his creation. Marriage can be a sweet thing if set up properly, and as we've seen in this video, the Bible seems to have a very easy and effective way of building a good marriage to align with God's conception of relationship, and so that we can live our lives in peace and in happiness. So let's adopt God's conception of relationship for our own blessing in the end. And that's the end of this episode of Bible Q&A. Thank you for listening, and have a good day. Oh, one more thing. Like what you heard today? Share your thoughts by using the link https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash Bible Q&A 1 slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash Bible Q&A 1 slash message. 
Hope to hear your wonderful feedback. It might appear in an episode.